welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we have an international update with Jake Jackman, who's going to talk to us all things England. He, of course, you may know as the host of the Championship Roundtable on this channel, but also a writer for EPL Index and The Boot Room. Uh, very pleased to have you back, Jake. Uh, we've lost you to the Championship, so very glad that we get to speak with you, even if it is about internationals. So I guess let's just start with the match against Scotland. I did not happen to see it, but the scoreline looked about right. Yeah, it was a just went how you'd expect it to go. Um, it's clear that England have a lot more quality than Scotland. They've got problems with Gordon Strachan. We've got sort of our own managerial problems. And it was the sort of the winner team would sort of consolidate their own position as manager. And it looks like Southgate has now done that. It wasn't a great performance. Um, sort of classic England where they didn't play that well, but they got the result in qualifying as they normally do. Uh, at one stage, I think Scotland were had the better chances and if they had a better striker they probably would have scored at least one if not two so there's definitely still defensive problems there's there's still a lot of problems to be honest I think if you look at that team you've got the Liverpool players sort of have, have consolidated their position to the team Henderson had a good game Lallana was probably our best player which is really pleasing because I think he would played like 30 games for England without a goal or something so he's now really settling into international football and Playing like for Liverpool, which is really, really good. And then you've still got players like Rooney and Gary Cahill in the team, who I don't think should be playing anymore. Not even in the squad, really. I think on, with Gareth Southgate, he may be a novice manager, but it's a great opportunity to sort of move on and bring in new young players because he's worked with the under 21s. He knows those players. There's a lot of players coming through, um, some of which I, I can mention now. Sort of Michael Keane's in the squad, but he's not playing. He's a much better option than Gary Cahill. Uh, ben Gibson at Middlesbrough should be probably in the squad. He's he's had a really good start to the season and he's got a lot of potential. Um, looking at my, my own club, I could, I could talk about Jamal LaSalle. It's probably not time to get into the England squad yet where he's in the championship, but he's got that. Uh, he, he's he's uh, now the captain of Newcastle. He's settled into that role really well. He's still really young and, you know, he's definitely an option for the future. Uh, you've got other players around as well, sort of. Um, Doing well in the Premier League uh, in the under 21s. You've got Nathan Redmond, um, players like um, with Bristol City, who who is quite a favourite of the Championship Roundtable. Um, Tammy Abraham, he's had a really good start to the season. Maybe not one for England yet, but there's definitely uh, a chance for him to play a role before the World Cup. Will Hughes, uh, James Ward Prowse. There's a lot of young players about, and it would be a great opportunity for Southgate to bring them into the squad, not necessarily see them as starters because I think the starting 11 is quite good for England with Walker, Rose, Henderson, Dyer, Lilana, um, Sturridge, although that, that's something we'll come on and talk about. Uh, I think that we've got a good sort of eight or nine players that we can build a team around now, but there's just a couple of positions that I think need to be need to be worked on, especially that number 10 role where Rudy is and Gary Cahill, I think is, is definitely a weakness. But the, the performance was good. It was we got the win and that was what was important. It was a good confidence booster for Southgate, but we're a long way from doing anything serious on the international stage. Yeah, you mentioned Southgate may have cemented his place there. Wayne Rooney coming out and saying he's definitely the person in pole position. Do you think he deserves to have that job now? I think probably, yes. I'd, I'd give it to him purely because he's been in the FA setup. He knows how it works. He knows these players. He's worked with a lot of them in the under-21s. He's uh, given opportunities to 
to, to other under-21 players to come up. And he's showed that he's not afraid to make the big decision where he left out Rooney against Slovenia, which was something that needed to happen. And it was slightly surprising that he went back and started him against Scotland, although maybe it was because it was that sort of big derby game that he thought that Rooney would be a good option uh, with his experience, but he didn't really have a good game. But yeah, I, I think purely international football is difficult. It's difficult to get a, a good manager that can progress the squad because the top managers want to be managing clubs. So you, you're already limited with what you could go for. He's English. He knows the, the squad. He's very passionate. So I, I'm happy for him to have the job. There's not too many other candidates that are realistically within our grasp. If we could go and get a Pochettino or a Klopp, that would be amazing. But realistically, they're not going to want to manage England at this stage. So somebody like Southgate, he's young. He, he can learn. It's a, it's a good opportunity for him. He, he could surprise people. If you look what um, Joachim Löw has done with Germany, he, he wasn't a massive name when he took that job. And look what he's done. I'm not saying that we're going to be Germany, but... It, you have to give people a chance and it's slightly different like it, it, we haven't had a young manager for a while and it'll be interesting to see how he does the starting few few months have been a bit he's done some good things and some bad things but as long as we get to the world cup i think that's that's the main thing and then when we're there like we've got a young team they are progressing i'm not i don't expect us to be challenging but we're definitely a team that could get to the, maybe the quarterfinals of the world cup if if we're managed correctly and we bring the right players in i i, I i'm happy to give them a chance i just don't think there's anybody else that we can really go for at this stage well you say that but a certain ex newcastle manager alan pardew if, if results go against him, the next couple of weeks could easily find himself out of the Crystal Palace job. Do you think that that kind of speculation that's been floating around has any merit to it? He has talked a lot about wanting the England job at, uh, in his career. Every time it's come up, when it came up in the summer and when it's come up now, he's he's distanced himself and he wants to still manage clubs. It's not his time yet, but his time will come. He's sort of quite arrogant thinking that he's definitely going to get a chance at the England job at some stage, which I don't think is particularly true but then he does have a sort of a knack of keeping getting into jobs and then keeping his uh position because at Newcastle he stayed way too long he he, he ruined that sort of two maybe the season after we finished fifth and he, he stayed for another two, one or two years and he, he he wasn't popular with the fans but he kept managing to stay in the job and it's happened again at Palace now they've formed this season uh this year has been awful and he, he somehow managed to stay in that job which I don't know how he's managed to it must be something to do with his sort of personality, his how he uh, makes relationships with the chairman. And, but I just don't think he's a realistic shout for the England job. I don't think he's a good enough coach. And I'd much rather have Southgate, even though he's got limited experience. He's, he knows the FA, he's got experience of these players. He's not a confrontational character. He's not going to make the headlines about him, whereas Pardew might. So I wouldn't want... I've had enough of Alan Pardew managing a team that I support. I don't want him managing my national team now. <laughs> Yeah, I will say briefly on Pardew, I, I got to see uh, one of his training sessions when they were here in the States, and I was very surprised by how simplistic it was. They didn't look great there. And on a less serious note, uh, after the presser, notice he, he wears a lot of cologne. And I don't know if he applies it after the match. Is he concerned that he sweat a lot? Or he put on so much beforehand that it was still very uh, odorous. But I can imagine it's a bit of both to be fair with Alabardi. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. Uh, fair enough. Um, we just mentioned that Rooney's the one that has backed him here, although Southgate's also backing Rooney. So it kind of feels like two people trying to convince everyone else that both of them deserve the job. But heading into the Euros, 
England fans could pretty easily say that forward was their deepest and best position where you have Kane, who had just won the Golden Boot. You have Vardy, who had had... What's the new record for consecutive uh, games with the goal scored? I think was the record he broke last season. 11? Yeah. yeah. 11, you had Surge coming back from injury. The Rooney questions were already being asked, but that's you're starting to talk about your third or fourth forward at that point. Now, Vardy inevitably regressed. Sturridge has lost his job at Liverpool. Rooney, still the questions are there. Kane coming back from injury now. Is this a position of concern going forward, or do you think that just as it was a height before the Euros, that this is just a dip? I don't know. It's definitely a concern. I think Sturridge is not going to play a great deal for Liverpool from the start, at least, uh, barring injuries and suspensions to the likes of Firmino and Coutinho. So I, that's a concern. But I mean, at least he's not going to be getting injured, which I guess is a bonus. Um, Kane, I think, is is one of he should be our starting striker. He, he starts every week for Tottenham. He's sort of like that figure that you can look to on the pitch he always sort of steps up his game he doesn't mind taking responsibility for the team which I think is important in an England side where a lot of players sort of um, shrink under the expectation I don't think Kane is a player like that I think in the summer it was just purely down to fatigue rather than mentality issues which uh, he could work on and I'm sure he's going to come back stronger Vardy probably shouldn't be in the squad anymore he's had his one good season it was amazing he, he had a great season with Leicester won the league it was a great story but I just don't think he's a player for England anymore. I think we should move on. I I would pick. I would get rid of Rooney completely. I've I've wanted Rooney out of the England squad for two or three years now, but I don't think that's going to happen realistically. So he's going to be in there. So if you're going to go with maybe four uh, four or five strikers, I think you should pick Sturridge because he has got a lot of talent. You have to pick him. Kane, Rooney, and I guess the other one's just gone. Who's in good form? I'd, I'd much rather see maybe Charlie Austin in the squad at the moment, or Troy Deeney given a go if he when he's scoring for Watford. I'd much rather see players being given a chance in the England setup when they're doing well because they can't really do much worse than what is already happening. Like we're not a great nation, we can bring these players and give them a chance, and you never know it might work out at, at international level. You saw what happened with Italy during the summer. Players like Adair, who, who's not a great player in Serie A by any means, but he had a great summer with uh, Italy. He had was one of the, their best players during the tournament, scored a great goal. You know, the, if you give these players a chance, they can surprise you. So I think I'd much rather see sort of a, a, a core group, because you need to have that core group that you can work on throughout the qualification period, or maybe 15, 16 players. And then the other, the other sort of spots go to who's in good form, because then you've got that confidence going through the squad, and that's always good to have. Yeah, definitely some good points there. Uh, next up for England is Spain. Maybe not the opponent uh, England would be hoping for at the moment, but fortunately, I don't believe it's for qualification. I think that's just a friendly. Uh, what's kind of the best case scenario there? Well, it's a, it's a good opportunity to test ourselves against a, against a quality opposition. They may have not had the greatest Euros, but they've still got a lot of good players. They've got a new manager in Lopetegui. Lopetegui I think it is he's the manager so that would be interesting to see how they're coming along as a team because I think they're maybe a less possession based and more attacking now obviously they're going to have a lot of possession but from what I've seen of them so far they do try and attack a lot more which is going to pose problems for us because our defence isn't the best I think it's just a good opportunity. We're not going into it with any expectations. If, if anything, we're probably going to win the game because we normally beat big teams in friendlies. And then when we come up against them, it, it, when it matters, we sort of fail. So it, it'll be interesting. I'd like to see maybe Michael Keane get given a game. I'd like to see Tom Heaton maybe get given a game as well. Um, 
apart from that, there's not a great deal of players in the squad that we can sort of experiment with. They've all been given their chances. Maybe Lingard can come in, but I'd just like to see maybe Southgate experiment a little bit. Maybe look to play a younger team, see how they do together. Um, give Rooney a rest because it's not really a game that he could prove anything in. So yeah, I'm not expecting anything. I think maybe we're going to just it's just going to be one of those boring friendly matches that you learn nothing about either team and sort of like a one nil either side or a one all it's not going to be great but it, it's just a good opportunity to test those players I'd especially like to see my cookie is my cookie not even in the squad I think I've, I've just literally just found that out that's ridiculous no, they, I thought they called him up I'm he wasn't sure on the did. bench he was on the bench. No, I'm on... pretty sure they called him up just because uh, oh, Jamie okay. Smith from Burnley talked about how he and uh, Heaton were both called up. And like you're saying, hopefully they would get some minutes against Spain. His concern yeah, being that if they don't, does that mean that you know they aren't likely to get minutes going forward? Yeah, I'd like. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them both play. I think they've both been in good form. They they deserve a chance. But yeah, it's just one of those games. We'll just see what happens. I, I'm not expecting a great deal. It's, it's not going to be an exciting game. And it, we're too far away from the World Cup to, for it to mean anything significant. So just to give those players a chance that are in the squad, uh, maybe Rashford as well, give him the opportunity to start against a quality opposition and see how they do. Yeah, I completely left out Rashford of the forward conversation. Uh, but that, yeah, so that's I, but the issue he, there he probably there. is that he's still like a year or two away from really being able to lead it on his own. Uh, we did talk about goalkeepers there for a second, though. Heaton definitely deserves a shot. He's been absolutely terrific for Burnley. He's uh, humiliating everybody in the saves category uh, in the Premier League right now. Do you think Joe Hart should be a locked-in number one? Do you think Fraser Forster should still be kind of playing a role? Where would you go with that position? Yeah, I'd probably still give it with Hart. Um, I think he's still probably. But he our can't best pass keeper. it out from the back, unquote Guardiola. <laughs> if Gareth Southgate starts to play Pep Guardiola style, then that's a valid point. But I don't see <laughs> that happening anytime soon. But yeah, he's he's got away to Italy. I'm sure he's going to improve with Torino. I know he's not had the best of starts. He's made a few mistakes, but he played really well against Slovenia. I think he earned us a point there with some ridiculous saves. So I think he should stay in the team. Uh, but I think. You know, Heaton is, is worthy of discussion. He's had a great start to the season. You've got Forster as well. You've got Butland, who's going to come back. It's, it's probably our strongest position. Um, and we've got young players coming through as well, like Jordan Pickford, who's, who's doing really well at Sunderland. So it's a good position for us. But yeah, I'd, I'd still give it with heart. He's got that experience. He's, you know, he's still young. You know, I think he's going to get better as well, um, given with what's happened with his club career. I think that's really going to spur him on. So I, I hope that he keeps the number one jersey but I think Heaton should be given a chance definitely against Spain because he's done some great he's had some great performances especially that one against Manchester United so yeah he definitely deserves a chance but yeah Hart, Hart is my number one fair enough all right any final thoughts no not really um it's I'm not that into England at the moment but I'm never gonna stop watching their matches it'll be interesting to see how we go I'm sure when it gets nearer the World Cup, everyone's going to get hyped up about us again and we're going to fail. It's, it's just it's a self-fulfilling uh, pro uh, prophecy with England. It's just exactly the same all the time. But there are a lot of good young players coming through. I'm, I'm quite optimistic about the future. Um, it, it, I just think we need to get that one manager to sort of steer them through, sort of make that team that we've never really had. We've always had a group of individuals. And with managers like Klopp and Guardiola, Conte in the league, I think that's we're only going to be a positive. We've already seen the effect it's had on Lallana. Dyer's improved a lot. He's really become a, a good defensive midfielder, as you would know. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that those coaches are in England. And I think that's only going to be beneficial for our national team. But it's crucial that we get the manager 
to work with the club managers. I, I think that's been a problem in the past. There's always been that club and country row, and that has like not been great for some players' career, England careers. It sort of damaged them. So I hope that they all work together. I think that all the England players are going to be better for working with these coaches at, at club level. And I think that could have a positive effect on the national team if it's managed correctly. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on today. Uh, you can get my Twitter account at Jake Jackman with two ends, where I post pretty much anything that I do. You can listen to the Championship Roundtable, which uh, comes out every week. So that's, that's give that a listen. And you can read my stuff on EPL Index and the Boot Room. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And best of luck to Newcastle. And I expect to have you back on the EPL Roundtable next season. Yeah, let's hope so. Cheers, Kev. Mm-hmm.